Welcome everyone to another episode of Rooftop Perspectives. It's another beautiful day. I'm just so have happy to have had, <laughs> I'm so rested that I was skipping words, that I got my sleep patterns back. And that only means one thing, great content all the time. Well, today I wanted to speak about not allowing another person's mental illness to get in your way of your progress. And I'm going to speak to black people directly. Most of us don't want to go to the doctor anyway. Most of us are like, uh-uh, I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not sick. Or we're afraid of hearing of a bad diagnosis. So we avoid going to the doctor. And that's like really crazy. But on top of that, the biggest stigma is that we don't want to go to a mental health specialist because we're really going to say the first thing most black folks say, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. But then when you see those melanated people who understand that you have the physical health, you have the spiritual health, you have the mental health, and we can be ill just as we can be spiritually ill and physically ill, that they come to a place where they understand that they need work to be done on themselves to remain healthy. Excuse the noise, I'm kind of in a different angle and when they come all the way on to the end, there's a piece of loose roofing material here so you'll hear that noise pretty loud. But that's what I see a lot. And because of them not wanting to acknowledge the traumas that they have gone through, they put some weight on their loved ones who have to deal with them in that untreated state. And how selfish is that? That's a very selfish thing and a very selfish place to be in. So what I will say to you, encourage your loved ones to get help. Encourage them to get better. But do not let them slow you down because of their lack of healing themselves or their lack of having a desire to heal themselves. Now, I will say the majority of black people in America have some mental issues, maybe all over the world, just as in most other races, you will see this. But because of the trauma that we have endured and the racism that we continue to endure and ignore or deal with or over deal with, meaning that that's all, all that we think about. White supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy, white supremacy. God, dog. You got YouTubers out here that, that everything and their whole being, their whole life. Look, I understand how powerful that can be, but you cannot make them stop you. Those who, who, who are in position to put their power or, or their strength, which I'm not saying they're stronger than us, but they're in key positions. They have the power to dictate how your life goes depending on where you live. And even when you don't live around them, they still have the power to do so. Case in point, there's a lot going on with China and Taiwan. There's a lot going on with Ukraine and Russia. And a lot of black folks will say, well, that's not my fight. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I just got the popcorn that I'm watching. Okay, hold on to your popcorn if a nuclear uh, warhead is, is flung your way. You see what I mean? They have the power to influence your life over what, by what they are doing. So you have to keep an eye on what your enemy is doing. 
It's sheer stupidity to think that you can hold up somewhere and get away from this wicked beast who has done so much to tear the planet up. And that's why we do have the trauma and mental illness that we have most of the time. Because we're not respected as men. We're not respected as women. We can be talented, we can be gifted, we can be skilled, but we're not going to be respected. But they will use you in their system to elevate their system, elevate their business, their country, whatever it is that they have, and never give you credit. And they tolerate you. They only want what you can offer them. So that automatically puts you in a place where you can get into a space of being mentally ill. But now you don't want to change. Now you don't want to work on yourself because you want to say you're not crazy. But and it doesn't see it's not so much of a black and white thing like I'm not crazy or I'm crazy. Like they say, 50 uh, uh, shades of gray. Well, guess what? 50 shades or maybe even a thousand grades or grays, uh, uh, gray. Yeah, right. Shades of mental illness. 50 shades or a thousand shades or a million shades of mental illness. Some of us talk health, talk healthy, but don't even want to take a walk down the street and get the sun on them. Some of us talk positive things, but we sit there looking on a computer, talking about everything that we know and that we're brilliant in, but we never take the action to make it come to fruition, to bring it to reality. That's mental illness. You're not walking around, uh, no, and I'm not making fun of anybody. But this is what you think when you think about needing to keep up your mental health. See, it's like the woman who was so beautiful and shapely when she was young, she thinks she doesn't have to do anything to maintain that shape. She may eat all kinds of bad food and put weight on and make her skin bad and a ton of makeup goes on. But when you wake up in the morning, you're not fooling yourself or your significant other. Why can't we look at the real and what we need to do as a people? Because we're not going to see any revolution that we talk about until we acknowledge our collective mental illness. And if truth be told, I guess I have a shade of mental illness on me. And I don't mean something crazy, but I have hangups. And the hangups stop you from going where you need to go and accomplishing what you need to accomplish in this world. And I find those that say they're not crazy, but because of their hangups that are, go unaddressed, they're stuck in a place that they can't move forward. And the only people that they, they will allow, allow around them are the ones who agree with them. So we're all going to sit in this one space of not moving forward in our life because of our similar mental illness. And we'll create this new world where we're just going to act like this is the way reality is. You have some people who don't like to clean. They will pile up the garbage all the way high, never sweep, never mop, junk all over the place. And you tell me that's normal. So the only people that they can get around are people like that. I know people right now that if I went back to America and went to their house, I can tell you what's on their table because they haven't cleaned it up yet. It's that bad. And I'm just picking on that one thing. I know people that only have one narrow aisle through their apartment 
and living room and bedroom to go and stuff piled up. Oh, don't touch that. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna read that book. Oh, don't move that. I'm taking it to the cleaners. Oh, 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 oh. And they're trapped. That shows that there's something else going on with them. Mentally ill. They go to work, they're clean, they pay their bills, they don't treat anybody bad. You know, they might have a few hundred roaches in their house or something because those conditions don't breed, you know, a place and a space of clarity. Mental illness. Some of us talk things and don't do them in our personal life. Then you have the person who cleans, 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 cleans. They clean all day long to make up for something that they feel they were deficient in years ago in their life or in the present. That if I keep on cleaning, I'm going to clean the stress away that's in my mind. You see, you have some people who live double lives. They talk one way about respecting your sisters and they'll cuss their own sister out. They'll talk about family and they'll cuss out their own father. Mental illness. And the only way that many of these people who are mentally ill can have some type of what you think is a friend around them, that friend may be a broken person in a way that fits in with the other broken person, you see? So you have two broken people or five broken people or a hundred or even millions of followers on YouTube who are broken in the same way, having the same idiosyncrasies, but they get along just fine when they're around each other because they complete each other in their brokenness. So when you have someone who has a severe mental illness one way and they have a person that's hanging around them and they act as though they're the best of friends, check out the friend. There's something that he's missing or she's missing. And, and these people who have these mental illnesses can only attract people who are broken in some way but can appear normal in front of you. So this is not an assessment. I won't say judging because judging is when you don't know. But it's an assessment. In general, look at yourself. I'm looking at me. Look at the people around you. Why are they around you? Do they love you? Do they care for you? Or is there some type of codependence? Do you have something they need? Right? You can be a person who can provide security. And a person that's around you is only around you because they don't want to seek any security for themselves. So they'll ride your back until they jump off and go to the other. What is the glue that holds people together that are mentally sick? I mean, there's love. You care for the person. You don't want them to do bad. You, but when they're stuck in this perpetual rut, you got to ask yourself, what is it that, that you haven't done to be around them and tolerate this and not talk to them? There are mothers who will not talk to their children. They'll talk to the children, but they won't talk to the children about some of the things that they notice. They say, hey, I'll go along with it. This is my son. This is my daughter. And that supports the son or daughter in their hangups, in their mental illness. So if you find yourself around people who have severe issues, understand that you pretty much have some severe issues yourself. Because normally, it, it's not going to feel too comfortable when you notice this person is acting in a way that's not because they're unique, but something is really out of place. 
But usually these people who have these mental illnesses know exactly what they're doing and what, they're, what, what they need healing for. But they're not going to verbalize it. They know how to act normal around the people they don't really know that are, and there is no normal. It's a range here. But an expected uh, way of behaving in this world that, that is the average of certain things. Nothing off the deep end. Now what you do in your bedroom and in your personal life, that's on you. But these people, they know exactly. It's like people who, have you noticed? Have you noticed? For those of you who are in the bigger, more populated cities. And you have transportation hubs. You have subways. You have, you have bus stations and public bus stations. That, and something's trying to bite me. Yep, yep. Something's trying to bite me. <laughs> I got these sandals on, right? But... Why do so many, this is a question because I drove the bus in Orlando, Florida, the Lynx bus company, for many, many years. And even in my observations in New York City when I would take the public transportation. Why, if people are really crazy, I'm just saying it not as a derogatory thing, oh yeah, he crazy. We see him acting up in public and doing crazy things, right? Those types. Why do they always find themselves in the public transportation hub with a captive audience to start acting up on a bus and mainly on a train where people can't go. And they say, nya, 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 nya. or they pull it down their pants. Or, I saw a dude who took a Sunday paper, pulled his pants down and his underwear and stuck it in his butt and started walking around clapping. Huh? Why don't we find these people way out in the woods where nobody can see them? It's because they know they know that something's off and they want to inflict this thing on you. That's what it is. And they get worse the more you ignore them. But they find themselves in a place where they know there's going to be so many people. Ask, answer me that question. Have you noticed that? That a lot of the people who are mentally ill will find themselves on a bus, on a train, or somewhere where there's a lot of people a downtown area, a main street area, whatever you want to call it, and the bigger the city, the worst. Because they have issues. Maybe it's a cry for help. I don't know. But they always seem to have to want to rub whatever it is that's off with them on you. There was a guy in a wheelchair who used to ride my bus and many other buses in my bus company when I was working for them. And... When, when the wheelchair comes on and you have to lift up one of the seats and you have to secure it with straps, which oftentimes means that you have to kind of bend down near their knees or get close to the back to reach over near their backside. And if this guy rode with me for, let's say, I don't know, I don't know. If he rode with me 250 times, he had to wait until... I got down near his knees or near his backside to strap him in before he pushed out a fart. So these premeditated farts, he knew what he was doing. He had to know he was going to eat something to get him into that state. And then he started laughing. And the way his guts smelled backed up, there was no reason to laugh because it was going to be a breeding ground for some kind of cancer or malfunction, something. The brother stunk. And he waited, and I knew. He had this dumb look on his face every time he saw me. And some of the other bus drivers complained, too. It's like, how come when he comes on your bus and you got to strap him in, he has to fart? He thinks it's funny. It means something. Mental illness. 
Why do you have to do that? Is some kind of power grab? Do you feel powerless in your life? I don't know. But so many of us are stuck in that place and we refuse to get some help. And I'll say the majority, majority of us in black America, we could be working jobs, we can look successful, we can say the right words, we can even come off brilliant. But we speak charismatic mental illness. And it's, it's, it's a thing where in the world that we live in, it's hard not to be mentally ill. The man-made society pulls on the fiber of our being so intensely. It, it's, it's, at what point do you become funky when you get out the shower or the bath? The minute you come out of the shower, you begin the, 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 the transition into being unclean. Even though you're clean for a couple hours or so, you think the sweat accumulates and it dries, you bump into something, you go through an area where there's garbage, you, whatever it is. By the end of the night, you need to shower again, if not three in that day, at least. So at what point do we become mentally ill? How do we get from and how do the people that you see in the public transportation, how do they go from being a child raised up in a proper home for those who were because it can start early, the trauma can start early, but how do they get there from there to here, where you find yourself now? Who was around them that turned the other way and didn't want to deal with it? So that's a, that's a topic that we really need to talk about on a continuous basis. Why is Lance licking his lips so much? Well, I'm a little dehydrated. I drank a little almond milk. I had a lot of fruit and I ate a meal early this morning around five o'clock when I woke up. So I think that's it. It's time for me to eat. It's time for me to shut up. <laughs> but anyway, don't let anybody who doesn't want to face their own mental illnesses slow you down from doing what you have to do. There are people who are stuck in the past. Well, in 1972, you know, my baby daddy, I called him cheating. And oh, it hurt me so much. The man might be dead now. The man might have had 10 more wives and you still stuck in that place because you have today to do something and all you can do is acknowledge the past. Yeah, in 1989, I, I met this guy, but you know, I got into him and we set the marriage date, we were engaged and he died. It's like, okay, we all go through bad things. Why are you harping on the negative things or hurtful things of the past yeah, they hurt. Yeah, you're going to think about it. And it may still sting. It takes a while to get over certain things. It doesn't mean when something happens that the next day you pick up and you're all right again. But you have to acknowledge even that pain to let that pain go. And so many of us are like broken records sitting there and the day is going by, the clock is going by. And you're getting nothing done by talking about stuff that happened when people were wearing bell-bottom pants, marshmallow shoes, round afros, playing shaft. It's done. Yesterday is done. I'm in today right now and tomorrow is coming. And when tomorrow comes, I want to talk about and think about the fact when I wake up, yes, the day before I got something accomplished to move me closer into my new destiny, into my new world, which all I have created is coming with me and be a representation of my resume of what I've done. Concrete, real stuff. Not sitting there all times of the night, peeping on people and whatever. No, 
I claim my life because I have a life and I have a life for a particular reason. And if you don't know what that reason is, you better find out. Because the clock is ticking. Like they say, tick tock. And people waste their time looking at these one minute videos. Some are good, some are motivating. And a whole lot of it is bad. And it keeps you in that one place and all you're doing is thumbing up your thumb. And for those who have mental illness, I would suggest a lot of them stay off of social media. Because social media and mental, mental illness go hand in hand and have created some real nuts out here. Real people that stalk you and have issues with you and they don't have issues with you. It's weird, man. Come out from the closet. Come out from inside. Get away from the damn computer. Look at the mountains and breathe some air and relate to real people face to face who may still have their mental issues, but they're brave enough to go out into the world, even as injured and tra traumatized as they are. I'm not saying to run when you see one of these people, but don't let them slow you down. When you come on the highway, you emerge into the highway, you honor who's already on there. So like the girl jumping double dutch, you, you time it. OK, the car's moving kind of fast. I let them go and I'll slide in this way. There's some people who shoot out right into the middle lane and drive slow. And that's what mentally ill people will do to you. They'll get up in your life and slow you down because they're stuck and they don't want to acknowledge it. If you want to acknowledge it, you want help, I'll help you. Connect you to the right people. But if you want me to sit here and, 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 and uh, uh, square dance with you and all we're doing is talking about the past, Nothing's going to get done today. That's what I find so intoxicating about waking up to a different day. What am I going to get accomplished today? I have a to-do list. Maybe there might be an emergency. I might get maybe stuck and I can't do what I want to do, but I find some, some beauty in the fact that I had to take that detour. If there's negative, there's always positive. If there's negative, there's always positive. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. And don't let the stress of what's going on in the world right now stop you from doing what you have to do, especially when you have nobody driving in front of you slow, symbolically, in your lane. Because I play, I'll lie to keep my time going. I know people that will say, well, Lance, you know, I'm going to come over about 9 o'clock, I'm going to pick you up, and we're going to do this, you know, whatever. I know they're not coming until 12. I will go out and do all the different things that I, I wanted to do and be there by 11.30. They come back, what would you do? They want to know that you are waiting on them. It's like a power trip. Oh, well, I went out and I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. I got all my day's work accomplished. They're like, but didn't I tell you I was going to be there at 9? And I said, well, look at the clock now. What does the clock say now? Oh, 12, 15. That's why. That's what you do. They want to hold you down. The minute folks, some folks know I'm going to go live, here they come, hit me with all kind of WhatsApp messages and WhatsApp messages. They must know I put the phone down and don't pay it no mind. I'm not doing it. I'm going to get me done. That's why all through the years, and I'm not a selfish person. I'm a very giving person. I just don't uh, uh, pound my chest and pat myself on the back. You know who you are if I've helped you or, or did something. I don't look for any, uh, any kind of attention for that because we all need to help each other. But don't think you're going to get in my way. You got one time to mess up. And once I detect it, I'm out and I'm free. And you always have to maintain your freedom and your mental health. You cannot allow your mental health to go down because of somebody else who is not going to face the stuff that they want to face or need to face. Anyway, I just want to say salute 
to my brothers, mwah, much love to my sisters. The sun is shifting a bit. I need to start turning the camera around. I might come out and do two or three more of these today. Who knows? Beautiful day out here. Things to do. Already got a lot done. Clean the whole house down. I feel good. I feel ahead. And I got my sleep and my hours back on, on point. And I'm not going to let that computer pull me in. Once a certain time comes, see you because I want to live life. And that's where it's at. Living life, vibrating with people who want to remain healthy and on all levels. And um, you don't have to bear the brunt of somebody else's in insecurities, idiosyncrasies, hang-ups that they want to dump on you so they can skedaddle and feel free and you sitting here with all this other person's junk. No, it don't work that way. You got to make some effort and the universe will come, as they say, take one step toward God and God's going to come take some steps towards you. That's the way it works. But you got to start the effort yourself. Anyway, much love, much appreciated. Hit Lanskerve.com. Download the Lanskerve app. Lanskerve on Patreon. Lanskerve on PayPal. Hit it up there. It's easier for me. Anyway, much love. I'll talk to you later on. And I'm inside of a wonderful day. And I hope you are too. Mm.